As we venture into the new year of 2022, we can't help but ponder, what will it bring? Dare we hope for a return to somewhat of normalcy? Do we even want to go back to that normal? Knowing that it's the very reason we find ourselves where we are today. For the past two years, we as a society have been inundated with nothing but confusions, fear porn, lies, manipulations, mandate after mandate, with no relief in sight. With no regards for one's possible health reactions to a one-size-fits-all drug experiment being pushed on every living human possible, an administration takeover that it would seem could care less about the safety and security of the citizens of the world, let alone our own country. So what can we assume could be different going into this new year? Can we hope for a better outcome? Or are we going to experience more trauma and, dare I say, much, much worse? In today's episode, we'll take a look at where we've been over the past two years and where we may be heading moving through 2022 and beyond. Hey, Dark Side crew, welcome back to the Dark Side of the Human Condition. I'm Freya, your host, and I'm hoping everyone had the best holiday season in spite of all the craziness we've been enduring. But I, for one, am actually looking forward to this new year as we'll be bringing you new episodes and more episodes. We're going to definitely get down on this and bring you more. New music and, yes, more special guests are coming your way. If you're new here, we're glad that you found us and welcome. Here on the dark side, we dive deep into the abyss in each episode. And it's my hope that here you'll find some answers to many questions relating to that shadow side of our lives. What it is and how do we learn to incorporate it in our lives going forward on a level that we can not only understand it, acknowledge it, and even use these experiences in constructive ways to enhance our lives going forward. Remember, this material is not for everyone, so if you're not a critical thinker, easily triggered when someone speaks of things that you don't agree with, now's the time to go find your tribe elsewhere. For our like-minded peeps, I invite you to find your crew at our home on podbean.com forward slash T-D-S-O-T-H-C or wherever you get your podcast fix on as we are everywhere. And as always, for more info on sponsorship and possibly to be a guest on a future episode, we'd love to hear from you. So visit our site at T-D-S-O-T-H-C.com and drop us a line. Let's explore together and find some of the elusive answers to some of our many dark human conditions and concerns. So with that, let's dive in. So as we look upon this new year 2022, we can't help but look back at where we found ourselves in 21 
and even 2020. As the past two years seem to be one big blur, right? One could say that we've lived through recently, it would be likened to the scenes that we once thought could only be scripted for science fiction or even horror movies. But it's most definitely real life. Is it life imitating art or art imitating life? You decide. It's almost as if we are living in two different worlds, is all I keep thinking. And by that I mean since the onset of the V, and y'all know what I mean, nothing has been right. Many people believe it was a plan to usurp the 2020 election from the Republicans and install a socialist democratic puppet, if you will. I think it's much deeper than that, much more nefarious, if you ask me. And I think it goes way back. As everything that has transpired, though, since then has um, been nothing but chaos and devastation and, you know, those mostly peaceful protests, right? More like raging protests against all kinds of injustices. Out of control political and medical system with ever impending possible complete breakdown of society and the global economy literally seems like overnight one might ask how could that happen so quickly from where we were with the previous administration some of us are literally waiting for the other shoe to drop it seems like We may never know the whole truth as to what happened on November 3rd, 2020, in the middle of the night when the election was suddenly halted. But one thing is evidently clear since the takeover of this current administration. Nothing good has come to America, or the world for that matter. And it would seem that most people are either still asleep and really haven't a clue as to what's going on or don't really know what they can do to change the direction in which it seems that we are headed. It's as if we have been frozen in time and yet continue acting as if there's reason to be terrified of an illness that has a 99.7 recovery rate For those who don't have those, you know, those pesky comorbidity issues. I mean, those odds are better than the regular flu, right? That's what they tell us. Ask yourself a simple question. When has the world shut down over something that has this rate of survival? Since when have people been told that if they don't subject their health and possibly your life to an experimental drug that you can't keep your job. Visit friends, family. You must maintain six feet apart between you and the next person. Or go to events, etc., etc., without a jab that 
We actually know nothing about its contents, you know, because they want to hide that for 75 years. Or long-term effects on your own health. No, thank you. We are acting as if people are just dropping over dead every day in the streets. As we can see, they are not. But some are dropping over dead. Wake up. That's what I want to scream from the rooftops, the mountaintops. Wake up. I'm not saying that there is no V or variance. I really don't know for sure. And I suppose there will always be those that live in a constant fear of the unknown. But what I do believe is many people have been caught up in what some refer to as a PSYOP operation. A mental mindfuck, if you will. What is a PSYOP, you may be wondering? Well, for those that don't know, let's just say it's a technique as old as war itself. It's a form of psychological warfare. An age-old technique used in wars since the beginning of man and their stupid wars. Although not a typical fighting scene that you'd expect to see, but a tactic to present propaganda, psychologically aimed at the opposition of a non-combative nature. In short, we can refer to it as a war, created to weaken your enemy without using any forms of actual physical fighting involved. In fact, some might say it works better than anything ever used in warfare. Although we can now see just how much it was used in the past, but some would argue that we can even see its presence in all of our political scenarios throughout history, especially as of late. So many people feeling under attack since the release of what many are calling the bioweapon of 2020 that was laid out in an article that I read called Event 201. There's even a video floating around on the net of Dr. Doom, you know who I mean, predicting that, and I quote, Trump would have a surprise outbreak during his term. So either Dr. Doom is psychic or something rather nefarious was already in the works. You decide. So as I've stated, for the past two years now, humanity has been in the throes of complete turmoil with business closures, 24-7 propaganda reports coming at us relentlessly from all of the media platforms that we're all going to die if we don't lock down in our homes and take an experimental concoction into our bodies with no one being held liable for any 
adverse reactions or even death. And that's definitely happening. Censorship on overdrive. We must do everything the supposed experts say. Don't challenge the mainstream narrative. Don't question the experts. All the while, they're living just fine and doing whatever they want. And making millions and millions of dollars at our expense. Making a mockery of the entire situation. With their, do this, don't do that. No, do that, not this. I mean, it's like they're making it up as it goes along, right? Unfortunately, there are so many people who are still under the spell and can't even begin to comprehend that their government would ever do anything to harm them. But sometimes, more than not, they do. All one needs to do is a little research and history. But that would take some critical thinking, of course. And most people prefer to not look at the truth and remain in the bubble because they feel safe there. They choose to remain in a state of unconsciousness because at least there, they don't have to take responsibility for any of it nor take any action to change the situation. My dad would have called them cowards of the worst kind. I agree. The human species has not changed much since the dawn of man. Broad statement, I know. By that I mean the mind of mankind has been waging wars against itself and other humans since the beginning of time. From prehistoric man, where humans lived in caves and every day was consumed with survival mode from other tribal communities, fought others for food, shelter, and yes, territory, just to stay alive. As we find ourselves in a constant form of psychological, spiritual, and even a frequency warfare, we've learned a lot about frequency and how it affects the body. Can we ever break free from this invisible prison? Let's take a deeper look at what this triad consists of and how we may begin to break free from the bondages that have kept humanity in a very deep sleep for literally centuries, if not thousands of years. So as I've said, basically a psi war is a well-known tactic used by all countries and it's crucial for manipulation, used primarily against perceived enemies, and yes, sometimes against the people in the country by those who hold the power and wish to control their population through such tactics. The U.S. Central Intelligence Agency listed the aims of a psychological warfare as follows. 
one, manipulate or assist in hindering the enemy's will to fight, maintain morale, alliances between the friendly groups in, in a country that enemies occupy, influencing the thoughts and attitudes of every enemy in very covert ways. The main objective is to influence the enemy's spirit and psychological breakdown by verbal or tactical fear to achieve the objectives of psychological warfare campaigns and antagonists must first attempt to gain total knowledge of the beliefs likes, dislikes, the strengths, the weaknesses and vulnerabilities of the target according to the CIA knowing what motivates the target is the key to a successful PSYOP they also claim it's a war of the mind a non-lethal effort to capture the hearts and minds. Typically employ propaganda to influence the target's values, beliefs, emotions, reasoning, motives, or behaviors. The targets of such propaganda campaigns can include governments, political organizations, advocacy groups, military personnel, and civilian individuals or entire populations. So how is this achieved? Well, face-to-face verbal communication, audio-visual media, radio, internet, television, movies, newspapers, books, magazines. Back in the World War I and World War II, they would use posters and flyers and things like that. If you tell a lie long enough, a.k.a. propaganda, it will look like the truth to the masses who refuse to do their due diligence and their own research. Quite honestly, I think since the invention of the Internet, if you're discernible, The truth is already out there. You just have to go and look for it. Thanks to my pops, may he be resting in peace in the ethers. He shared his knowledge. I've also done my own research. And I try to stick around people who really are awakened friends. I have known what's up and what's coming for many years. And if we continue in the direction that we're going, I've tried to enlighten those sleepers, if you will, in my circle, and even some I've never met in person. But for the most part, I've heard it all, including the labels, conspiracy theorists, as the message has fallen on deaf ears most of the time, as expected, because again, people have to get to that moment where what they see and what they've been told, all 
lot of their lives. Doesn't add up anymore. I've come to the point where I've asked myself, who am I to try and get people to see the truth about anything? Let alone what's really going on behind the scenes in the world that affects every living being on the planet. And why do I even care? Well, one of the reasons I'm doing the podcast forum is that there are more and more people waking up every day to truth. And I contemplated for some time to just say, fuck it. Just do me and mine. Who cares about the naysayers? Let them fall of their own accord. But unfortunately, I know deep in my heart that I too was just like those who still sleep. So I asked myself, what if my dad had given up on me when I thought he too was crazy? with what he was trying to get me to see. The truth. So here I am, regardless of who thinks whatever they want to. As I say in my intro, this message is not for everyone. It's not for those who don't resonate, you know, with my thoughts and my research and this moment in time. And maybe, just maybe one day, A spark may go off in their mind and they start to put it together and they start to seek the truth. I and many others in the truth community will be here waiting for you to return. Right? We'll be here if we haven't been censored and canceled and all that shit, right? Most of us in the know realize that if we pay attention to what is foretold in the programs, as in movies and television. We can see what's coming next. And once you have the power to decipher what you are seeing, being programmed with, you'll look back on all the programming you have witnessed since childhood, and it will all start to come together and make total sense. You think it's called program just by chance? For example, more recent times, we can take a look at a series on Prime Video called Utopia. I won't give it away, spoiler alert, things like that, but the premise is about a man who is on a mission to depopulate the world. Sound familiar? Then there's another series, I believe it's on Netflix or Hulu or one of those. I want to say Netflix. It's called Handmaid's Tale. Some of you, I'm sure, have seen it. It's from a famous book. There's several seasons to it. But to me, it's what's coming after the psychos have created their utopia. Most women can no longer have children in this series, and our world is completely ruled by local commanders and a usurped military. I'm still freaked out so much that I've not been able to watch this past season yet, but I will soon. 
because there is a heroine in there and I don't know, I like to think that maybe it's going to work out. As for this new year we are embarking on, I can't tell you what will happen, of course. We will all have to endure it together. But one thing I'm sure of is that things may have to get a little darker before we begin to see light again. As we cannot fix the damage that has been done to our country and our children and our psyches. The world and our personal lives, you know, can't be fixed in a day or two or even three. But we must push forward with the convictions that we are not victims of circumstances. But we've been willing participants in this societal breakdown, whether we acknowledge it or not. Where we have found ourselves these past couple of years has not just magically appeared under the current political oligarchs, but yes, they do have a lot to be accountable for. That's true. For the most part, this has been coming for a very long time. And it's all been by design for many decades. If you go back and, like I say, do a little research, a little history, your own country, other countries, how it all works, war is profit, you know, those kind of things. JFK Sr. tried to warn the people of the machine that we're living in. And just look what they did to him. It's just now that it's coming to a head. The powers that be don't care to hide their evil plans anymore. Because they feel like, who's going to stop them? We have reached a precipice. A line in the sand, if you will. In the world domination by a few psychopaths in power have decided it's time to make their final moves on humanity. We have trusted the wrong people with our safety and our security. We've become complacent and that we have trusted too much of our lives to others who do not care about our well-being. They do not have our best intentions in mind. They see us as their slaves to do their bidding and would like nothing more than many of us to be gone from their existence. There's nothing they really need from us. All of this corruption we see today did not happen overnight, as I said. It's been coming for decades and decades by the very people we thought we had put in place to look after our needs And I believe that a combination of events have started to cause the masses to take a really hard look at what's been happening to the people and our planet for many years. These people have lied to us. They've stolen from us, murdered us by the millions with their fake wars, propaganda campaigns, drug cartels. 
as well as legal and illegal acts of subversions upon us. They have poisoned our air, our water, and yes, the very things that we eat. They have dumbed down society through their over-medicating, indoctrinating so-called public education, all the way to our colleges and universities, so much more. Why would they do these things to us, you ask? It's as it always has been, power and money. They say if you follow the money, you'll eventually get to the reason and the who's behind any given situation. For the most part, that's true. But the why might be the bigger question. I believe it all comes back to ego. We all have an ego, whether we acknowledge it or not. It's what keeps us moving forward in life. Keeps most of us from ending it all in our darkest moments. See, the ego needs to survive at all costs, no matter what. Even that, if that does mean your demise, the ego doesn't really know that. They just know that they need to survive no matter what. But there's a very dark side to our ego if left unattended. It's the side that keeps man involved in endless wars against humanity, against nature, against our evolving to our purest forms of a harmonious world and sustaining life itself. The powers that be, such as most politicians, some judges, some law enforcement, and even those in corporate management have serious ego issues that may derive from an underlying narcissistic control issue. And if you're not familiar with narcissism, go to my stream, my podcast stream. I have a whole episode on that and uh, on that topic. And then there's more to come on that because it seems to be very relevant anymore. Some people have achieved a certain level of power and control over others. They may come to see themselves as a godlike figure and believe that they know what's best for those beneath them. I've had a few bosses like this. Many of them actually enjoy the challenge when their assumed subjects rise up and question their authority. They kind of get off on that, you know. Gives them a moment of delusional superiority over those who dare to step up. What these people forget is that at the end of the day, we are all just humans. No one is any better than anyone else. And, you know, no one really has the power over anyone else unless you give it to them. The real problem is that we as a society have been hoodwinked to believe that just because someone has acclaimed such power and control that it is true that they are somehow more important than others when in fact they are not the problem is that 
Ego is never satisfied. Ego wants resolution on its own terms. And it isn't content to accept the version of a higher truth that the true self embraces. Our true self is that of a natural state of being. We have this thing called free will. As in, it's our choice to which version, which uh, version of truth we resonate with. And yes, there are profound differences within these truths. Our true self embraces resolutions, encourages us to make self-loving advocacies. These adjustments, rather than actions of injustice, work with regard to who we truly are and what we truly want to experience from this life. As short as it is, you can have a very fulfilling life if you're coming from a true, you know, your true self. On the other hand, ego brings feelings of restriction and pain and depression and obsession, of fear and disempowerment. Your energy level tanks, you feel exhausted, anxious, overwhelmed. Thoughts become focused on our past pains and future fears as you become significantly disabled in that moment. Those in power do not believe you have any say in what comes next, as they believe we are here to serve them and their wishes. And if you're not on board with this concept, you are a danger to their ego's existence and ultimately their personal existence. So the ego is everything we think we are, as in our money, possessions, beliefs, relationships, our degrees, career status, even our thoughts about how we want the world to see us. But all of these things can disappear at any given moment. And what are we left with? Our true self. Whatever that may be. I happen to think it's a place of love and genuineness. So it would seem that we as a society are waking up and seeing behind the veil as to what some very corrupt and evil people have been doing to us for a very long time. The question is, what are we going to do about it? What can we do to change the course we find ourselves on at this very pivotal moment? Well, we must start with our own ego and the shedding of it through a spiritual awakening As I said before, I believe like many others that we are experiencing a spiritual warfare as well. I'm not a religious person, not here to convert anyone to anything, but I am very spiritual in nature and there's a big difference. I was raised in a Catholic home, 
but never felt that connection to the whole man in the sky theme and that if you step outside the box, your soul will burn in hell for all eternity, right? Okay. Like I've said in previous episode, I believe all religions were created by man to keep the sheep-minded masses in line. And it has worked for eons upon eons. Kind of makes more sense now, right? The whole PSYOP warfare mind control that we've experienced lately. My dad raised a strong-willed, independent, critical thinker here, and I have tried my best to share the knowledge wherever possible. So if we allow ourselves to be ruled by egomaniacs instead of taking control over our own lives, then and only then can we become less about what others think of us and do to us. More about how we choose to heal from it and what we choose to do to improve our lives going forward. Sometimes this spiritual awakening requires one to go through what is called the dark night of the soul. I will be having an episode coming up soon about my own dark night of the soul. Or one of them, anyway. That'll be an interesting podcast to share for sure. So, anyway, uh, this is a period of time, the dark night of the soul, um, that precedes the actual awakening process. A clearing of energies and beliefs that no longer align with our higher good. This is the time when our ego is triggered, the moment when our shadow self appears, the darkest part of our ego. This experience usually begins your journey after a traumatic experience such as, you know, serious breakup, divorce, death, job loss, etc. Something really serious. A time when serious reflection in our lives is warranted. I've had a few of those moments in my life, and uh, like I said, we'll get into it in other episodes. We'll take a deeper look at them and how I believe that they were all bringing me closer to this moment in time. I feel like much of the world has been going through the dark night with the onset of the V because many people were stripped of, you know, the things that allowed their lives to continue as it always had. You know, jobs, family, just trying to get to the next day, you know. But when the 15 days to slow the curve led into months of lockdown, mask wearing, the jabs, the job losses, businesses closed, some forever, friends and loved ones dying alone in cold hospital rooms, alone, never knowing just how twisted this entire event would become, many people have woken up. Woken up to the fact that things were not as they said that there were more nefarious plans at work 
and still are for that matter. Believe me, we haven't seen the end of this. But here we are, those of us who are still here, trying to figure it all out and put our lives back together as best as we can with what we now understand and with what we have left. I'll admit, in the beginning, I was sick for a couple of days, like really sick. I think maybe two weeks or so before it really went full blast here on the media, right? You know, I'm just thinking it's just the flu or something. It probably was. I never was tested for it. I don't want to get involved in that game. So I just didn't even go and get tested. I really don't care, you know. I know how to take care of myself. You know, I keep up with my vitamins, my minerals. Um, you know, I do what I got to do to take care of my immune system. So not concerned, not worried at all. And if I was to go from something like that, then so be it. It is what it is. We all have our time, right? No matter what we're doing, when it's your time, it's your time. So I was sick for a couple of days and completely started freaking out, though, a little bit until a family member who I love with all my heart and adore said to me, and I quote, you know what this is and what's about to happen if you lose it and you give in to fear. So I quickly got a grip and consumed everything from every angle and started to put pieces together. I realized that fear is a very powerful tool that psychopaths use to control the narrative and the masses. So I distanced myself from all of that. I don't watch the mainstream media other than a few moments to see what's the narrative today. And then I do the opposite. But, I, you know, you got to kind of keep your eye on them to see what are they up to, right? So I continued to live my life as best as I could, given the situation, of course, knowing all the while that eventually one of two things will happen. Either A... I will succumb to the V, if that's what it was, and that be that. Or B, I will live my life as I always have, outside of the fear-mongering and just do me and mine. That's all we really have, if you think about it. A lot of this stuff is so far out of our control that you just kind of want to... I can't even think of the words to explain it, but kind of like on the outside looking in like I'm aware of things going on but I don't have to participate in it you know I realize that I am a sovereign human being and I have only so much control of what goes on around me and if I break then how does that help me or mine sometimes we have to dig really deep you know, within to find that survival mode and do the best that we can with what we have until we can get to the other side. So after shedding the darker side of our ego, 
We find that there really can be a bright side to life. You've hit rock bottom and you survived. You see who you thought you were and who you really are. Who you really are now and may wish you'd been, you know, that you'd gone through this awakening a long time ago. It is true that we are living in a time that hasn't been experienced by most of the living population today. With the government officials refusing to let go of things tied to their ego, i.e. power, money, etc. It's likely to get darker before anything gets better. And unfortunately, it may take a couple of times to go through the dark night whatever that means for you until we can move into our higher state of being but I promise it will be worth it in the end but it all starts with you you need to stay focused on you and what it means to take care of you and yours at this moment in time it wouldn't hurt to look into some prepping options you know like preppers in case things get a little lean at your local supermarket have a backup plan always ready should you find yourself and those closest to you in a situation where you need to get out of dodge at a moment's notice and hey if it never happens great but I always say you can never be too prepped too prepared especially in the crazy times we find ourselves in at the moment. I shared this um, this next dialogue in another episode, but I wanted to share it again for those who may have missed it, as I feel like it's so fitting to what we're going through today. It's by Roger Waters, from the election year of 2008 and it's called Is This the Life We Want? Is this the life we really want? The concept of an average guy is patently absurd. There's too much differential in the herd. Just look at Bush and Cheney, then look at you and me. It's like comparing Shakespeare to reality TV. Is this the life we really want? Being murdered by these clowns, our children crushed in rubble? Are we deafened by the sound of media mouths all moving in apparent unity, spewing out the mantra of the free? Free to plan the Neoland, safe in their bomb-proof lairs. Free to send our sons to war. Our sons, of course, not theirs. Free to burn and pillage, to fill the family vault. Free to claim it's dog-eat-dog and really not their fault. Fear drives the mills of modern man. Fear keeps us all in line. Fear of all those foreigners. Fear of all their crimes. Is this the life we really want? It surely must be so, for this is a democracy, and what we all say goes. We all say, kill bin Laden, kill Saddam Hussein, kill anyone collateral that might get in the way, kill all the dogs and shopkeepers, kill all the coppersmiths, 
kill everyone who cross chooses to be on the evil list. Kill everyone who doesn't want to be our acolyte. Kill everyone who disagrees that what we say is right. It's going to cost us trillions, already has in fact, but no price is too heavy to keep the faith intact. Because we believe in freedom, human rights for everyone. Well, everyone that is, except the ones we need to bomb. And if some of them are children seem a bit forlorn, it's not our fault. They should have chosen somewhere different to be born. Anyway, I'm sure they'll all agree it's a success when we've killed all the insurgents and tidied up the mess. Even though they may be crippled or rotting underground, they'll be happy when democracy's the only game in town. They can help to build our bases. They can wash our fancy cars. They can service all our carnal needs in pickup joints and bars. Against their religion? Pfft, their religion's wrong. I'm sure they'll get the hang of it and catch on before too long. Then they can all watch baseball. They can build a Disneyland, eat pizza and McDonald's, drink bourbon, start a band. I know, I know. No alcohol. The towel heads don't drink. What the fuck? They'll soon get used to it. We'll teach them how to drink. I digress. I'm sorry, what was my train of thought? Oh yes, now I remember. Is this what we all ought to be devoting our resources to? To spread this rotten creed, teaching their dead children avarice and greed. Was it Truman Capote who famously railed, It's not enough that I succeed, I need others to fail. Is that the life we really want to set ourselves at odds with every other species, not to mention other gods? I don't think so. In general, my experience has been that ordinary Americans, when asked to cite their dream, conjure an existence where they can raise their kids without the chafe of blowing other people's kids to bits. Is it my imagination? Is it too much to suggest that their leaders over there and our leaders in the West are driven not by trying to achieve peace in our time, but by something else, by something altogether less sublime? Call me a cynic, but it sometimes seems to me that some of them are more attached to power than to peace. Just supposing for a moment that they're in it for the cash, that they're looking out for number one, building up their stash, what better way to divert the attentions of the poor than an axis of evil? and a good old-fashioned war. It's like economics 101, as every schoolboy knows. War is good for business and diverts us from our woes. It's so unpatriotic to complain about our lot when our brave boys are out there in the desert getting shot. Imagine if the money that we're spending on the war was used instead to rebuild dikes and help rehouse the poor to research cures for cancer and fund institutes to delve into ways of helping people less well-off than ourselves, to secure our docks and airports and our power stations, to prevent the disaffected in our own and other nations from expressing their attachment to some vengeful deity in self-immolation, immolating you and me. Or is it power that gets them, being able to decide how to divvy up the cake, who should live, who should die, to have at their disposal all those sexy tanks and planes. Got you. No, I got you first. Reliving boyhood games. Why don't we just stop them? Why don't we get tough, take to the streets in millions, say enough is enough? Why? Why? It's obvious because actually we, that's you and me, that's all of us, because actually we, all the blacks and all the whites, Chicanos, Asians, every type of ethnic group, even folks from Guadeloupe, the old, the young, the toothless hags, the supermodels, actors, fags, 
football stars, men in bars, washerwomen, tailors, tarts, grannies, grandpas, uncles, aunts, friends, relations, homeless tramps, clerics, truckers, cleaners, ants. Maybe not ants, because it's true that ants don't have enough IQ to differentiate between the pain that other people feel and, well, for instance, cutting leaves or crawling across windowsills in search of open treacle tins. So like the ants, are we just dumb? Is that why we don't feel or see? Or are we really just numbed out on reality TV? So every time, every time, the roadside mine, the guided bomb, the ricochet, the Gatling gun, the tomahawk, the phantom mirage, RF scorp, the IED, the false hello, the cluster bomb with fries to go, every time, the curtain falls on some forgotten foreign life. Rest assured, it is because we did nothing to prevent our masters, dedicated as they are, not to protection of the weak, not to democracy, that we did nothing to prevent their headlong dash to maximize the bottom line. So what, if anything, to do? Well, understand that every day, in many small but central ways, we get to choose. Enslavement to the bottom line with all that that implies. Doggy, dog, goddy, god. Did I mention freedom fries? Anyway, we get to choose, or so we're all led to believe. Well, now in 2008, election year, who knows? It may well be too late, but just suppose, just suppose, if we all vote and we can start to bridge the gap between what we all have become and what we all just might have been, the gap between the blind and blinkered great unwashed, the laughing stock, the butt of universal scorn and enmity and wrath and grace and pride and leadership and light and beacons shining in the west admired by both the old world and the third safe haven for the lauded claims in constitutions written fair on parchment years ago when equality fraternity and liberty were rocks core bedded in an earth emerging from a darker age i do believe that we can spread our wings take flight renounce the darkness of the marketplace reach out across the ideologues abyss embrace our longing to be kinder i and have more fun and garnish less the money lenders' nests. And touch and sing and breathe in relish of our new unfettered selves. Embrace the law in that we all agree that standard issue kicking in our door, tapping phones, rendition, torture, waterboarding and the rest. The random shooting down on London's underground of someone's nephew from Brazil. However scared the powers that be are alien to our beliefs and so should be confined to memories of Hitler's Reich and, of course, to Uncle Joe's Gulag archipelagos. So are we babies that we need to be protected from ourselves, that left unfettered, thrashing we might hurt ourselves, that they, the Cheneys, Putins, Bushes, Blairs, and all their spawn, and all their heirs, in all their ruinous, bankrupt, fearful crap, that they should somehow have the power to keep us at each other's throats. Impotent, straight-jacketed, squabbling over dimes and groats, like infants in our swaddling clothes. Fuck them. Enough. They've had their time. A new day dawns. 
and we will not be swaddled in their grime. So I never get tired of hearing that one from Roger Waters. A lot of us people are familiar with him. And as we wrap up another episode today, we've come to my favorite part, the quote of the day. Enlightenment arrives like a thief in the middle of the dark night of the soul by Stefan Imans. And as we come to the end of the show today, I hope I've enticed your mind just a little bit. Maybe you're asking yourself a few new questions or maybe we found some answers to some. I'd love to hear your thoughts as to what you may have received out of today's show and what dark areas you'd like to explore here on future episodes. I look forward to diving deep into many more topics with you and I promise we're going to have actually more. I'm going to try and do one a week. That's a lot, but I'm going to try and do that. So for more info, please check us out on our website at tdsothc.com and if you like what we're bringing to you, consider supporting the show on patreon.com forward slash tdsothc and as always, remember to hit the subscribe button on your way out so you'll get notified of new episodes. And remember, if today has you feeling anxious, confused and triggered or even a little weary, take a moment right now to quiet your mind. Just breathe. Let go of all your distractions. Embrace mindfulness. Focus your intentions on what you really want. Clarify and let go of that which no longer serves you. Remember your determination is your power and your peace to realize your true purpose. As these brief but mindful moments can allow a new path to arise. So, till next time, walk in the light on the dark side. Right here, where your vibe attracts your tribe.